Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback? Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within, combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a catch. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. And this episode of Punt and Pass is presented by Ameris Bank Mortgage and Logan Hinton. Right now, I'm talking right now, is the time to take advantage of historically low rates by buying or refinancing your home. Have you been looking for a trusted mortgage advisor to help you achieve your financial goals? Look no further than our buddy and DGD, Logan Hinton, who is part of the number one lending team in the state of Georgia year after year. He's got competitive rates and fees and the ability to lend in 47 states. Ameris Bank Mortgage and Logan Hinton will make this usually stressful task a breeze. Contact Logan directly. Go ahead and call him. His number is 770-649-4941. That's 770-649-4941. Ameris Bank Mortgage, equal housing lender and member FDIC. NMLS 824867, loan subject to normal credit approval. Look, I bought my house about two years ago, refinanced in March. The rates were absolutely fantastic. They're even better now. It's crazy. It's like free money. It's absolutely wild. Go ahead and give Logan a shout over at Ameris Bank Mortgage. He will most certainly get you in the best possible situation to reach your financial goals. All right. Hope everybody had a great Labor Day weekend. Let's dive into this episode of Punt and Pass and get everybody caught up on what's going on in the world of college football. All right, let's do this. Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. Be sure to check out our brand new website. It's awesome. Puntandpass.com, blog, merch shop called The Locker Room. It's got everywhere our podcast is available. It's got our YouTube video so you can see us recording this podcast right now we're everywhere we're exactly where you should be when it comes to getting what you need to know about college football murray hope you had a great labor day weekend what'd you do 
What did we do? Uh, got, I saw pictures of, of you hunting in full oh, yeah, camo. We hunting. That's what, what the hell was that? First, that was the first time I've ever not been <laughs> hunting, but first time I've been dove hunting. Uh, so my Stephanie, you even know my, what a my dove brother looks like. No, there's a couple of times I almost shot like a, <laughs> a, a regular bird. I guess I'm like no, no, don't shoot that. That's not a dove. I'm like you got to like this is out of control. But it was my brother-in-law's family's farm, uh, great property in the middle of nowhere, Georgia. Uh, so we had we had a good time. The little man, we brought Maddox. Sharon got the weekend off. She had to kind of just relax and uh, just hang out and get some sleep because she starts work this week. So we uh, we had a good time. First time I killed, shot three. So I'm happy. Did got you kill him or did you just hurt him? No, I, I actually killed him. Okay, good for you. Felt bad for those poor, poor little birds. I saw a picture uh, a of you. Time. I saw a picture of you in head to toe camo holding a shotgun, and I and I audibly laughed out loud. I was like, "That you is know, absolutely hilarious." I mean, so, I don't so you, do it either, so I would look just as ridiculous. So I got it's funny. So that that shotgun was actually given to me four years ago uh, when I was with the Eagles. Carson Wentz got the entire offensive line and the quarterbacks like custom shotguns. Like yeah. these are like four or five dollar shotguns. It. Dude, I don't even know how to put it together. I'd ask my <laughs> brother-in-law to put it together. It's been literally locked in a box in my garage for four years. I didn't even know where the key was. I went through like 40 keys trying to find the right key to unlock the damn thing. So got that done. And I was like, I don't even know how to put this together. I don't even have ammo for this. Like I was a complete rookie, but it shot well. It did the job. And um, we put we put food on the on the on the dinner table. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you did. Hunter and gatherer Aaron Murray. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of the Wedding Crashers clip. Let's go hunt a gorilla or a human being. I mean, that's yeah, uh, exactly. That's What'd you do? Funny. We just chilled. We did the pool a couple of days. Hung out with the family on a Sunday night. It was great to get everybody together. Um, and it was beautiful weather in Atlanta. Nice and cool. No humidity. Highs around 85. It was awesome. It was fantastic. So. Football's back, which is huge. The NFL starts this week, which is absolutely wild. Kickoff on Thursday night, Texans and Chiefs. While you and I were chilling on Saturday, it was cut day. And uh, as you know, Murray, and I know real well, what a stressful time. What an absolutely Mm -hmm. stressful time to be on that cutting line, so to speak, of are you going to make the team, are you not going to make the team. And this year in particular, wow, the set of circumstances that these rookies had to deal with will touch specifically on some former dogs who are in the NFL now, it is just gut-wrenching. It is absolutely stress-filled and anxiety-ridden. But once you get that call or no call that says you made the final 53, there's a celebration to be had. On Saturday, rumors were going around that Jake Fromm was going to get cut from Buffalo. I texted you. I was like, Fromm might get cut. I sent you the article. Unbelievable. If that were to have happened, Murray, the guy left early. He slid in the draft. Fifth-round pick. COVID hits, no OTAs, crazy text messages released, not going to get a lot of reps, no preseason, and then what if what would have happened if he had got cut? Thankfully for Jake, he did not get cut. He made the 53-man roster. Buffalo is keeping three quarterbacks. You know what, Murray? I looked at his contract. His contract is fantastic for a fifth-rounder. No wonder they didn't cut him. I think he got guaranteed like around $900,000. His signing bonus was north of $400,000. Okay, that's the reason why he didn't get cut. They invested a lot in him, at least now for him specifically. He can get into the regular season. He can see it. This is a good fit for him. And I think Jake's going to have a decent career to where he'll probably be a backup and in an emergency situation, maybe get in the first couple years of his career. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he, he as a third guy, he probably won't dress. Uh, I think they have a lot of faith in Matt Barkley as their backup. Um, and then their, their starter is not going anywhere for a long time. So the, the thing that stinks for all these rookies, especially quarterbacks, just because if, if you're a rookie receiver, you know, maybe one or two guys get hurt or something happens where you still could play in the game just because there's three or four receivers, five receivers that dress out. Sometimes some teams have six receivers dress out. So you have a better chance. Third team quarterback, you're not going to get practice reps. No. Because the starter gets all the reps. The backup gets all the scout team reps because they got to get some kind of something going. So you're not getting reps in practice. You didn't have a preseason to get on the field and get any film. So he's going to go six, seven, eight, nine months without yeah. any game action Seriously. at all. So for him on a team that doesn't need quarterbacks because Josh is going to be the guy there for a long, long time, this could have been the worst situation for him to come yeah. into. So I feel bad for Jake. Uh, I'm glad he made the team. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, that is a very, I remember my rookie year, I was moving into a new apartment and was not sure if I was going to make the squad or not. You <laughs> just, you don't know. I mean, if you, unless you are the guy, the starter, it's, it's stressful. It really is. It is such a business up oh. there. Um, so like I said, glad for him, glad for our boy Rodrigo winning yep. a starting job. And our, and, and your boy, Cam, uh, got the, the, the Nizelik got the, the, the nod from the Falcons. Yes. Yeah, so, be the punter there. Absolutely. How about that? Rodrigo makes the Colts, which was great. He was in a heated battle with kicker Chase McLaughlin. They're both trying to take over from Adam Vinatieri. Uh, if you're reading the press clippings, it sounded like they were in a, a very heated battle all throughout training camp. And then last Thursday, I want to say they had their final scrimmage, and Chase McLaughlin went like three of seven or four of seven. Rod went six of seven. That might have given him the leg up. Happy for Rod. Man, if you get cut that first year, it's tough. It's really tough to bounce back mentally. It's really tough to try to find a place to make your new home. And we keep talking about it. No preseason games as a rookie is massive. You don't get reps. You don't get tape. I mean, every single coach in the NFL tells these rookies, you better put it on tape during your preseason game reps because, yes, we're scouting you to make our team but the 31 other teams are scouting this tape as well to see yes. if you would be a good fit on their teams. Specifically, for quarterbacks and kickers, you get so many limited reps, you better make them worth it. So, if you were to have gotten cut and you were left on the street, you don't have any film to show these coaches what you're capable of. Great for Rodrigo to make the team for the Colts. Now the hard work starts because let's be honest. Yeah, he made the team, but if he starts off two and six in the first three weeks, his ass is getting cut. Kickers and punters are the most expendable in the league, especially young at that position where you're not very expensive. A couple bad weeks, forget about it. You're out. And a huge hat tip to Cam Nizelec. He punted with you for the Atlanta Legends in the American Alliance of Football. He signed to the Falcons practice squad, so he's going to have a great opportunity to find his way on the field this fall. Also, shout out to Tay Crowder. Tay was Mr. Irrelevant pick number 256 in this year's draft. He made he made the New York Giants. That is awesome for him. I was reading a story about him. He switched from Georgia Southern, I believe, to UGA on signing day as one of Kirby's first recruits. Kirby saw him, liked him. I remember passing Tay at a practice, Murray. I'm going, damn, that's a big kid. Long, yep. athletic, NFL-style linebacker. He could be on track to have a great career as well. I'll tell you my story. Made the Steelers my rookie year. My dad came in town, played the last preseason game at home versus the Carolina Panthers. I was the only punter on the roster at the time, but they had told me. I mean, Coach Tomlin told me, if you don't punt well in this fourth preseason game, you're getting cut. 
We're going to go find another punter. Had a good game. I remember they called timeout right before the two-minute warning. There was a TV timeout. Those fourth preseason games take so long. Mm-hmm. We had to punt. So I went out there, launched like a 50-plus-yard punt, fair catch. Felt great. Knew that probably got me on the team. My dad was in town. We played Oakmont the next day. Oakmont Country Club, top five golf course in the country. So we go out there. Shout out to Bill Griffin, former Oakmont president, double dog, damn good dog. He got us out to Oakmont. So we're playing. I go to the head pro that day, Murray, and I say, excuse me, sir. Um, I know no cell phones are allowed out here, but I've got uh, kind of a special circumstance. I'm waiting to find out if I'm making the Pittsburgh Steelers today. He goes, oh, of course. He goes, you can have your phone out there. Pick up the phone. Just give us some good news when you come back in. Playing great, not a worry in the world, just enjoying a beautiful day, fall day in Pittsburgh with my dad at Oakmont. I look on like the 12th hole, I've got two missed calls, one from the GM, one from the special teams coach. I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting cut. They called me, they said, what the hell are you doing? We're trying to call you. I said, I'm playing golf, I'm at Oakmont. They said, well, play well, you made the team. I was like, thank God. I was so juiced up, I went double bogey, bogey the next two holes and uh, that's yeah, you a probably, memory. You probably bombed it at like 320, <laughs> 330, though. You know, uh, somewhere in the rough. But yeah. Pretty good. That's a great story. My dad and I are, are fortunate enough to tell that one often. So shout out to those guys for making the teams. Now the hard work starts. Excited to see what the NFL is like this upcoming weekend. Limited fans in some cases. No fans. A lot of whatsoever. them are no fans at I all. I mean, we saw last night in the Navy game. So, what did you think we, about that? How did you How did you watch the game? Because I watched the Navy game too. But I got to be honest, I wasn't drilled in. It was a shitty game. Navy got their ass kicked. Oh, but, got smashed by BYU. I, well, it was weird because I watched some games this weekend, and there were limited fans in the stands. So it was kind of cool seeing. You know, still the, the energy was better. You know, but you see a game that's completely empty. Yeah. Like last night, you know, like you're spending Monday night football. So I guess in my mind, I'm like, Labor right, day, yeah. ESPN, Herb Street's on the call. Like, I'm like, let's go. We had football here. Um, and then it's like no one's in the stands at all. And you're like, it just felt weird. It was really quiet. Uh, and that's what the NFL is going to be. Most of these teams are yeah. like that. So at least, at least for the majority of colleges, you're going to see 20% in the stands. So there will be some type of energy there, which I think will be good. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be the 90,000, 100,000 people like we're used to, but I think some fans better than no fans. And and for BYU last night, it was an awesome performance. I mean, those dudes came great. out firing. I mean, they are running the ball effectively. The line of scrimmage was great. But that's going to be the issue, I think, early on the season. Teams that don't have a starting quarterback back are going to struggle. Navy lost one of their, their, their one of the best quarterbacks they've had in a long time. From last year, Perry just absolutely crushed it. Yeah. Breaking in a new quarterback last night, limited reps this offseason. I think it really showed last night with with you know really an offense that couldn't move the ball at all. I mean, they only oh. ran the ball I think 109 yards, and BYU ran it for over 300 yards. And plus, their quarterback for BYU played pretty darn good as well. So, uh, those who have quarterbacks that are returning are going to start a lot faster than those don't just because of limited practices we've seen this so far this year. No doubt. BYU beat Navy 55-3 to last night. I mean, you would expect Navy running that triple option offense to at least be able to show up, especially in Week 1. That was not the case. BYU makes a great statement win in Week 1. The funniest thing about those no-fans games, Murray, is every single set they got to figure out something on TV. Maybe you put some fake crowd noise. Every single snap, it's screen or... Yep. run or pass and I thought they like were you're at a high school fan. game. I was like, Come Yeah, on, I thought I they were going to do noise. I thought a lot of the, the networks were going to pump in some noise. I know we at CBS, I believe, are going to do that a little bit. 
Um, you have to. I mean, it, it's great watching football, don't get me wrong. And honestly, I think it's still better than the golf. The golf took me a while to get used to because you're With so no used to like a big yeah. – Yeah, you're so used to like a big putt. Uh, the energy and you still, so at least with football without fans, if a big play happens, you still have your buddies there. So you still yeah. are kind of juice. So you can still feel the play, player's energy. Like watching yesterday with a big putt that goes down or a big shot, like it's like a small it's fist like pump. But like happening, yeah. the players don't really have the energy because they have no one to really celebrate with. Uh, so that to me, it was awkward at times watching golf, not awkward, but just disappointing maybe a little bit. Where football, it's not as much because, like I said, you still have your buddies to celebrate with, and you can kind of feel that as a fan watching the TV. For sure, and I think we'll get more and more used to it as the season goes on. Uh, there was a couple of other games this weekend. The other service academy, Army, absolutely whooped up on Middle Tennessee State. They beat them 42 nothing. A game that I enjoyed watching was Memphis against Arkansas State. Memphis won 37-24 without Kenneth Gainwell, who was one of your favorite players last year, Murray. Yep. Gainwell mm-hmm. opted out a week ago, but Brady White and the Memphis Tigers won 37-24. And SMU beat Texas State 31-24 on Saturday afternoon. That was a pretty good game. SMU, Memphis. Look, I know Navy looked awful yesterday, but I keep, t- I keep saying it, and I'm kind of buying what you're putting down, Murray. American Athletic Conference has a lot to play for this year. I'll be excited to see which team really catches fire and, and and maybe, maybe competes for maybe that fourth or fifth spot in the college football playoff. I want to talk about the Big Ten in a minute, but we got a lot of great feedback based off our Jamie Newman reaction show last week, Aaron. Obviously, Jamie Newman opts out on Wednesday. Georgia's quarterback situation in flux. Will it be JT Daniels if he gets cleared medically? You gushed about Dewan Mathis. I had a ton of people reach out to me and say, man, it was great hearing Aaron talk about how much he liked Dewan Mathis. But what I heard this morning was really interesting. Newman made public his opt-out on Wednesday. Kirby Smart found out on Tuesday. Kirby had no idea this was coming. I said it on last week's podcast. You had maybe heard rumblings about it on the message boards, on the rumor mill. Is he going to opt out? For Kirby Smart to say publicly, yeah, I didn't know about this until Tuesday, that's pretty, pretty sketchy, okay? Look, he said it. He goes, from the beginning, if anybody opts out this season, you've got my full support, you're leaving in good standing. This specific situation, Aaron, tons of question marks. I really appreciated your thoughts and opinion on how Jamie Newman went about it. Was it because of COVID-related reasons? Who knows? Who's to say? To opt out on Wednesday, tell your head coach the day before, and leave your team three and a half weeks before the season starts? Come on, man. What are we doing? I I was really shocked to hear that Kirby Smart learned about Jamie Newman's decision one day before he went public with it and left the team. Thankfully, Kirby recruited JT Daniels. Thankfully, Dewan Mathis has recovered well from a health standpoint. Georgia should be okay, but you just said teams with experienced quarterbacks are in best position to start this season off well. Georgia's not necessarily in that situation. No, they're not, but they have the, the, the next best thing is which is a great defense. So yeah. I mean if, if you're not gonna have a if you're if you're not gonna start off fast offensively, you better be pretty damn good in the other side of the football. So I think just for Georgia, expectations for me are going to be, they're going to be some maybe possibly closer games early on in the season, which is fine. I mean, listen, a win's a win. I mean, I don't care if the game's 17 to 14 or if it's 56 to 14, like a win 
is a win, especially when you're playing an all SEC schedule. So the offense will catch up. I think the offense is going to be fine. It's just not going to be hitting on all cylinders as much as some of these other teams, like say a Florida or a Texas A&M or an Alabama that have their quarterbacks back from last year, even Alabama. I mean, I know um, he has, he wasn't a starter last year, but still played a lot of football, more experience within the offense. They got studs around him at the receiving position. They will be fine on offense. So Georgia best defense possibly in, in all of college yeah, football. Seriously. It's just, it's just going to have to rely on those guys early on in the season. And, and I think that's completely fine. You just make the games a little bit closer, run the football. Don't turn it over. Don't ask a lot from your quarterback. Just tell them, Hey, just, if you don't turn it over, we're going to win because we'll run it well and we'll play great defense. No doubt. You said it best. A win is a win. There are no pictures in the win column. And if you want to win in your financial life, if you're thinking about buying or refinancing a home, please reach out to our buddy, Logan Hinton at Ameris Bank Morgan. Mortgage, excuse me. Logan has competitive rates and fees. He has the ability to lend in 47 different states. Logan says call him directly. If you're thinking about buying a home or you're thinking about refinancing your home, which Aaron and I have recently done, call Logan, 770-649-4941. That's 770-649-4941. Logan is a part of the number one lending team in the state of Georgia. Year after year, he's a damn good dog. He will help you achieve your financial goals, reach out to Logan Hinton at Ameris Bank Mortgage if you're thinking about refinancing or buying a new home. Those loans are subject to normal credit approval. Call Logan. He's the man for sure. All right, Murray, Big Ten, what the hell is going on with the Big Ten? You said it from the beginning. Why did they decide so early? President Trump has since gotten involved. That tweet he sent out when he said he called Kevin Warren. Clay Travis is reportedly to had set that conversation up. He was active again on Sunday, Murray. President Trump tweeted out, Big Ten football looking really good, but may lose Michigan, Illinois, and Maryland because of those governors' ridiculous lack of interest or political support. Will they play without them? So, I don't know if you've been following this. Maybe some of our listeners have. There's this guy on Twitter, at Sir Yacht, S-I-R-Y-A-C-H-T, Sir Yacht, and he has gotten sort of semi-viral by announcing his thoughts on what's going to happen with the Big Ten season. He says he's got sources. He says he's got an ear to the ground inside the Big Ten decision-makers' rooms, and he piggybacked on President Trump tweet on Sunday by saying breaking – the White House approves every safety measure the Big Ten needs for a fall season to restart on October 10th per source. There is no reason why Big Ten presidents shouldn't vote tomorrow, that being today, for college football to be back. He adds, a Big Ten athletic director behind the scenes is saying they believe presidents have an agreement for fall football season per source. Now, I will say this. Every per source tweet that y- Sir Yad has put out thus far has been totally wrong, but – He goes viral with it. The guys at Barstool pick it up. It's sort of comical at this point. Trump tweets it on Sunday. Suryat follows it up last night. It seems like Big Ten football really might happen. But Aaron, I've got one caveat to this. I don't see how the Big Ten plays this fall without Michigan. I really don't. If Michigan says no, I, I think it puts a cog in the entire situation. I think Ohio State is the one to move the needle. You've got great programs like Penn State and Wisconsin who want to play as well. If Michigan says no. Nebraska wants to play. That's another big one with Frost. Iowa wants to play. 
if, yep. if, if, if Michigan says no, I think it might not happen. Do you, are you buying into this Big Ten, maybe fall football, maybe October 10th start? I can see them playing. I mean, I, I just think you're, you're seeing, to me, watching this past weekend, I gained a lot of confidence. And I think yes. every single week that we get through this, there's more and more confidence that, that we're going to obviously, for the SEC sake, get to the SEC season here in a few weeks. And we're going to have a season. And, and yes, there will be some hiccups along the way. Maybe a couple of games they need to get rescheduled. But games will be played. Seasons will happen. And so for the Big Ten to kind of look at it now and say, oh, my goodness, we're, we're sitting back watching the American play football this weekend. Yeah. We're watching Conference USA play football. Yeah. We're about to watch the ACC and Big 12 play football. And we're sitting back just saying, why did we make the decision so early? You can remedy it. No one will be upset yes, if you decide to start in October. Let's make it happen. So, yes, I can see it happening. I really do. I still think that gives them plenty of time to to put a plan together, to get these kids practicing a little bit more at full speed, um, and get everything going when it comes to having a season. I just don't think at that point that you could still put them into the playoffs. I think that ship has sailed. Oh, really? Um, I do. I think the ship has sailed. I think they would have to start – I don't know. Maybe, Maybe one October by week. To, yeah, you got a short. It has to be a ten week. Got to get ten a, games a, in. A, ten games is it? There's no conference eleven games. Only. All conference only conference games. I think if you do start October tenth, you could. If you start pushing it back to late October, early November, no then I would say no. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I would just love for this to happen. The momentum, and as every day passes by, like you said, you get more and more confident that football can happen in a safe way. And I think the Big Ten needs to play. I mean, a lot of people are saying, why isn't Trump talking to the Pac-12? Why isn't Trump giving as much effort to the Pac-12? It's because they're on the West Coast, and he knows that isn't a winning issue for him on the West Coast. I mean, turn your brain on, people. This is all about politics, okay? This is not about do we want football. It's about politics, and I don't blame him. It just It is what it is. Call a spade a spade. Understand the situation at hand. Trump wants to help Big Ten schools and states play football because it will help him. I think it helps him regardless because if they say no, Trump says, well, I tried. And if they say yes, then Trump says, guess what? I did it. That's why he's doing it in the Big Ten. It's not hard to figure it out. Look, if we get football out of it, that's all good. I think, like you said, Murray, if they can figure out a way to get 10 games in in conference, maybe take out one of those bye weeks and find their way back into that college football playoff discussion, that would be great for the state of college football and this crazy 2020 season. Speaking of the 2020 season, dude, we're here. I mean, this weekend we've got some legitimate games. The ACC mm-hmm. is playing UAB goes up against Miami, Florida on Thursday night. Derek King, Miami's quarterback. I'm to watch that one. I want to see I that too. To, to me, Miami is the in the ACC the somewhat dark horse just because last year their quarterback play was so piss poor. I oh, mean, just it was awful. 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 So I think you add a quarterback with his his ability, um, especially running the football. I think that team you added another two wins. I mean, they're a six win team last year. They're possibly a you know an eight win team. I'm not saying. Listen, the only team in my mind in the ACC that can contend with Clemson, um, and Notre it's Dame. still a long shot. Yes, Notre Dame. I guess yeah. I, I keep forgetting. I still have to keep telling myself that Notre Dame's in the ACC. But a true ACC team, North Carolina. Is North Carolina. Yeah. I am all about North Carolina. Really? You're talking about a de- yes. You're talking about a defense that played really damn good last year. They got seven starters back in offense uh, with Sam Howe and pretty much everyone back on their offense. They got 10 starters back on their offense. And plus they played Clemson really well last year. So I think they have the confidence saying 
we can play against Clemson. Is Clemson more talented? Yes. Don't get me wrong. Clemson should win this football game. But the one team that could take out Clemson, in my mind, I guess I have to say two because of Notre Dame, is North Carolina. But I think Miami is going to be a, a team to make vast improvements from last season because now they actually have a legit quarterback back there. I totally agree with you. Phil Steele, his top 2020 surprise teams, number one, Texas A&M, number two, Miami, and number three, North Carolina. So he's right there with you. North Carolina plays this weekend. They are hosting Syracuse. North Carolina is ranked number 18 to start the season. Notre Dame taking on Duke. I saw that picture last week of them painting the ACC logo on Notre Dame Stadium's field. Fantastic. Love that. Duke is heading to Notre Dame. Notre Dame's ranked 10th. Heading into this season, Georgia Tech taking on Florida State. Really interested to see Florida State's debut under Mike Norvell. Florida State, a 12-point favorite. We got college football this weekend. Number one, Clemson heading to Wake Forest, 32-point favorite. Should we do punt, pass, and pick later on this week? I'm kind of confused. Yeah, we should. All right, I love it. We also have that, and I don't know if you got the email or not, but are you going to be attending the scrimmage this weekend? You know what? I was planning on it, and um, we have our mid-am championship this weekend, so a little golf action. I don't even know what time we tee off on Saturday, but if there's an opportunity for me to get down there, maybe I will. I'd love to see it. Are you going to go? Yeah, I'm going. Okay. Uh, I, I you know, I want to watch these games. I'll, I'll probably tape a couple of the one that I, I, mean, I want to watch all these games. Um, the Syracuse, Nord- the Syracuse, North Carolina game is going to be great. Really want to see, God, I want to see the Clemson game. Obviously I yeah. just want to see what Trevor Lawrence looks like. Is he come out guns blazing after obviously last season, you know, a little bit of a slow start early on. And then I want to see on the big 12, Oklahoma and, and Rattler, their new quarterback. Yeah, they're taking on Missouri like. State. That's on pay-per-view, yeah. though. You have to buy the game separately, really? like 60 bucks. Well, the bucks. big 12, not, they have no good games. I mean, they did the, we're going to have an easy first week, easy yeah. to this. No, I don't think any of them are conference versus co- within the conference games. No, UTEP um, uh, is taking on Texas. Yeah. Houston Baptist taking on Texas Tech. You're, you're right. No really good action in the no, Big 12. No, in that conference. I'm going to ask I you this question. The highlights. I'm going to ask you this question before we sign off here. A buddy in my talk, where we were talking earlier, this is when college football was like really in flux. Who knows what would have happened. I said if they had to develop some sort of pay-per-view for the entire season – would you pay $1,000 to watch every single college football game this fall? This was before no. it was even announced that college football was happening. If they said from a revenue standpoint, we're going to charge $1,000 to watch every single game to drive up revenue, would you do it as a college football fan? You could write it off as a business expense too because you're a broadcaster. This is true. I could, but no, I wouldn't. There's, you wouldn't I, do that? Well, I get it. I get whatever games I want already through CBS. I just have to go through our app to watch them. So Look at I'm that. Good. The rich yeah. get richer, people. The rich yes, get richer. Exactly. Awesome. If you want to get richer, be sure to refinance your home through Logan Hinton and Ameris Bank Mortgage. Or if you're looking to buy a new home, be sure to call Logan. Give him a shout. 770-649-4941. 770-649-4941. Logan is a part of the number one lending team in Georgia year after year. He's got those competitive rates and fees. He can lend in 47 states. If you want to find a trusted mortgage advisor and reach your financial goals, call Logan Hinton at Ameris Bank Mortgage. 770-649-4941. 770-649-4941. 
4941. That's Logan Hinton at Ameris Bank Mortgage. Murray, you said it. We're going to do punt, pass, and pick later on this week. We'll pick five games. We'll get ready to roll. College football is here. Hope everybody had a safe and healthy Labor Day weekend. We will talk to you later on this week. See you.